1: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have this Brooke Elder of Social Tenacity who helps entrepreneurs increase their impact without sacrificing the most important thing in their lives. Hey Brooke, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Today is going to be so fun. Like I am just ecstatic about this.
1: All right, let's let's dig straight into it. Um. Hey, Where are you with your business today? And can you just outline who you love working with?
2: Yeah, I love working with coaches, especially coaches who have like group programs. And because a lot of the time people switch from like one-on-one coaching to group coaching to free up their time. But then there's much more challenges that come with switching to a group coaching program. So I show them how they can streamline a lot of their processes, how they can create recurring revenue and really like it, it's all about family and, and helping, helping you live the life that you really want to live. You know, that's the reason, one of the reasons why you started to work for yourself was so that way you could have like this dream life. And sometimes your dream life starts looking like sitting in front of a computer for 80 hours a week, like trying to figure stuff out, you know? And so I want to give you some time back. So
1: love that. Yeah. We, we, yeah, you leave the nine to five to only find yourself doing a, at six to midnight right. and beyond, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like they didn't tell us this part. It was supposed to right. be the four-hour working week, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. What happened? And there's a lot that comes with the yes of becoming a, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, building your way up to be the CEO that you that you know you should be. So I love yeah. your angle, which is systems, processes. How can we systematize your business? How can we make your life easier? Um, doesn't replace. The right people in right in right places, but right. oh my gosh, it can make things so much easier. So, um, what have you found has been the most most incredible like systems and automations that you put in place that really? Uh, it might be that helps you with your business, or it might be the one thing that's non negotiable that you help your clients with.
2: Well, automating the client journey, which sounds kind of weird, like how you can automate that, but you really can. So when people do certain things, you have certain triggers, like all of that, figuring that out. My brain loves those things. So that has been really the number one thing that has helped my business. I went from uh, about 20, I think it was 27 employees down to six. And it's because most of them were in fulfillment and I automated pretty much all of their jobs. So mm.
1: Which, as a business owner, is it makes things more efficient and makes things yeah. more lucrative. You then can utilize the revenue coming through to put back into places and and systems and fulfillment that's actually gonna move the needle for your clients.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it gives them a consistent experience. So it's not that one client gets this experience and then six months later someone else comes and joins and they get a totally different experience and you know, it makes, that everyone is getting a really good experience as they go through.
1: So what was it like before the automation, the client journey? What What was it like for you and, and for them?
2: Well, depending on the person that they would work with, sometimes like they had, we had different coaches and things that were working with them through the program. And if they were working with one person and they just really did their personalities clash and stuff like that, they were, have a worse experience, you know, or there was someone who they really, really liked. And then they weren't really listening to anybody else. You know, so we had just a lot of incongruencies. And Mm. so we would talk to some clients and they really loved what the experience they were having. And we would talk to some and they didn't like it and they hated it. And we had people asking for refunds. And once we were able to figure out how to automate the system, and give everyone i mean it still is personalized to them but still everyone's following the same kind of steps once we were able to do that then we had much more happy clients so we were getting more referrals we were getting amazing Mm. testimonials you know so it really changed that whole dynamic
1: yeah and then once you put this in place you can see what's where's the leaky buckets, where are the yeah. challenges? And then you can get to fixing it. So um, yeah, I think we could, we could geek out all day long about the processes and, <laughs> and the workflows, ah, oh, do a nice little lucid yes. chart so you can see where things go. Um, love that stuff. But I think from the solopreneur, the entrepreneurs, those people trying to get to that next level, it is so important to okay get these systems in places, mm-hmm. stop working on memory, stop trying to um, if it, if it works, do more of it, don't try and right. tweak and change. Where do you focus your time? So, um, the law of distraction is, is absolutely real. And I think you've symbolized it there with the distraction in a good way. My coach is amazing. And they veer away from the content. My coach mm-hmm. is bad. I don't align with them. Veer away. So that distraction, I think is probably the key point of what the automations that you build actually remove.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it keeps them very focused in, like, the path that you want them to go down. And if they start to veer off, we have ways to, like, I kind of think of, like, this net that, like, captures them. And is like, nope, this is where you're supposed to be. Nope, come right back, you know?
1: <laughs> just like a kid. No, come back this way. Look at this. Yes. Come back this way. Come here. Um, okay. Because, yeah, as Ben said, we're all, we're all just like kids. Look at the shiny object, trying to do something new and different or trying yeah. get, to get our needs met somehow. It's it, it's so true. So what when your clients get to put this into into action, what does that allow for them? What do you actually give them?
2: Well, I mean, they get recurring revenue through it. They get better cost per acquisition, like all of those like marketing terms, you know, but really the main thing they get is they get that time back so they can focus on spending mm. time with their family, you know? So I have four kids and I homeschool my kids. So I need to have enough time to be able to do all of that. And automation has given me so much time back that I can now spend it the way that I want to. Yeah.
1: I think I'm, that's the key point where can we spend it where we want it's the revenue that we can reinvest in ourselves or our business it's the time that we can reinvest in self-care in ourselves or our family or Mm -hmm. in new areas how can i improve this rather than just keep doing the same thing um so what would you say is the is the one block or challenge that you have to help prospects overcome in order to do this? What's the first hurdle that's, that's always a tough one.
2: Well, when people hear automation, they think that it's, there's no relationship building there, you know, and it really is the opposite because I, I'm someone who I am really good about being reactive So if people are sending me a message, I will message them back, but I am not really good about thinking, oh, I should message this person, (laughs) you know? So I teach people to automate everything that is proactive because it's Mm -hmm. much easier to just be reactive. So that way, if you can automate messages getting sent out to people, and then you just have to respond to them. Like one of the things that I do, like in my personal life is I look at all the, uh, birthdays for that month and I'll schedule text messages on their birthday for the whole month. So I can just get it done so I can think about it. And then I don't think about it again. But then when they message me back and they're like, Oh, thanks. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Birthday message. That's right. You know, but that way it makes, you can automate the things that you want to, because you want to be proactive. You want to be reaching out and helping people. But there was a time where I had 300 clients and it was really hard to work with 300 clients and feel that we were connected. But when I was Mm. automating a lot of it, I actually felt more connected to them, which may sound counterintuitive, but.
1: Yeah. Talk me through that because I guess it can be so hard to to look at that and say. I mean, the birthday message. That's a, that's a fantastic example. You know, <laughs> bring it to personal life. Now we can feel the energy mm-hmm. behind that. It's like, but doesn't that make it less personal? Isn't that a bad thing? Um, why did you do that? What? Where's the fear, the doubt within that that you want people to overcome? Be like, hey, no, it's just this.
2: Mm -hmm. And it's because it is a system or computer or I mean, with AI and everything going on right now, you know, it's the system that actually like does the work. And I think a lot of people, they're connected to like, I have to do something in order to get people to start talking to me. And that's what creates the relationship where Mm -hmm. if you have a system that's doing that, like making the connection or whatever, then it's not as as personable but it doesn't have to be like you can do it in a way that makes it so it is personable
1: yeah it is still personal and you are still doing a job um i i remember the same thing when I, or in my calendar i can get everyone's birthday and then i thought well is that making i should remember if i'm a good friend i should remember right. and you know what <laughs> right with all the love in the world with four kids here, two dogs, you know, a number of businesses, there's a lot to remember. So why put that strain and stress on yourself? So if there's a a system or an automation that can do it for you again, it's a fantastic example because it's it's so stupid and fun and triggering. I think that's what's really going on. If this triggers you, that's a being triggered. is just information. It's great to be triggered. What's that trying to tell you? And if you can take some time to work out, okay, what is it? The fact that you need to do something, that you should do this, do you should all over yourself, you Mm -hmm. do all the time. Yeah. Where is that? If you can find that, you may unlock something that is in all areas of your life. I think that's fascinating. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really fun just to see just that, like when that light switch clicks and they finally see, oh, okay, I get it now.
1: Yeah. And then with the light switch that you, I mean, we're in two different worlds, but what you do with automation is like, oh my gosh, you mean I no longer have to do this? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And as a Binster I felt that when we find the right, a different platform or a new way of doing something, mm-hmm. and you mean this just works and is received well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Where have you been on my life? Yeah. That's, that's the difference. I love that. Yeah. And I think the lovely thing about what you've done is you've, admitted you're you're very reactive you're mm-hmm. a very reactive person beautiful so your your work or one of the areas of work is to automate that to mm-hmm. stop that to remove that so was that by luck or judgment that you actually solved one of your biggest challenges
2: uh I think I was a little of both I mean I saw that I I've always been a reactive person <laughs> and so i knew that that was one of my weaknesses and so i thought well what can we do so that way i can make it a strength of mine mm-hmm. and that's what i try to do with any weakness that i find is what can i do to make that become a strength because we're given weaknesses for a reason and it's there to help us learn and help us to grow i guess not that it's a bad thing i mean there's plenty of things that i'm not very good at but it's something that you can continue to work on and maybe it will become a strength. Maybe not. I'm a horrible singer and it doesn't matter how much I try. I will never be a good singer, (laughs) but that's okay. That's, it doesn't have to be one of my strengths, you know, but coming up with ways that can help you to work with your weaknesses, especially in business is a very valuable trait.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so revealing. And also how do you leverage this? how can you leverage that? Because I love the way you said it's, it's just information. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just showing you something. And then you get, you get to be a choice. You can avoid it if you want. Right. Or you can do something about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Spoiler, avoiding things never work out well.
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you can either like create a system to help fix with the problem or I mean, a lot of people will go and hire someone to help, you know, so if you're Mm. not good at something, you can hire someone to do that thing for you. And that was one of the things like I first started, I was like, well, I'll just hire. And I heard hire before you're ready and like, just get people to come in and do the things that you're not great at. And I did those things, but then my payroll started getting higher and higher. And my profit was going lower and lower. I'm like, "Hey, we can't do this. And then that's when I looked at, OK, how can we systematize this and have a system do it and automation do it? And mm. that's how I was able to really get my business back.
1: Love that. Really good. So let's let's sort of fast forward now to to where you are, your business, because you're going through you've been through some changes. You're going through a transition right now with yeah. your business. Yeah. So on this show, as you know, we talk about the, the roller coaster of the entrepreneur, we're talking, talking about you behind the business, what you're going through, because you're the most important thing in your business. Without you working well, without you performing right, any systems will eventually fall down because you still need to be able to, to be the one behind it. So what are you going through right now? Where's your shift and how is it, how is it impacting you personally?
2: Well, I've been coaching network marketers for the last six, seven years. And now I am switching to creating programs for coaches and like membership owners. And that switch, man, even though I know like I've created seven figure businesses and I've had my clients be able to create seven figure businesses, like I know my stuff and like logically I know this, but whenever you are up level, you always hit that imposter syndrome of like, am I good enough? Why would people even listen to me? You start having this like negative self-talk and I have learned to lean into that. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, I know I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right thing, but still it's hard sometimes day in and day out to Mm. still push through that and actually do the thing that you need to do.
1: Yeah. And you're a coach yeah logically you get all this stuff logically yeah. <laughs> you know all this stuff but um this is why this it's fascinating hearing these stories because even though you know it even though you probably teach it we all still go through that and i think that's one of the great levelers mindset different yeah. levels different situations we're all going through and working this stuff out and it ah oh, it appears at the the worst times it knows when to to keep us safe to try and keep us in our in our comfort zone Mm -hmm. so i love that you've made that step it's like okay this is uncomfortable i'm getting all these these all the information about (laughs) who am i to do this why should i do this um but when you get stuck into that that area let's talk about that what what does it stop you from doing how does it slow you down what's the impact of that
2: Well, it does make you go much slower. I'm someone who like, I take action. I move very, very fast. And so I feel like I'm like moving at a snail's pace, you know? Mm. And even like, I've created so many different trainings and webinars and everything. And when I was trying to put together a video sales letter for this, like it took me three days and that resistance, like I would sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on it. And then like, all of a sudden I'm like, why is my phone in my hand? No, I'm not going to pay attention to that. And then I would work really, really hard for like five minutes. And then I'm like, oh, I need a break. Oh, I'm hungry. Like all mm. of these things, like the resistance comes up around it, you know, and Finally, what I did, I was like, okay, I am going to sit here and I am going to work on this until it is done. And once it's done, then I am going to go for a walk. So it, it made me just like force myself to do it, but I've never had to force myself to do things in the past, you know? So, so-, you,
1: so you hustled and then bribed yourself.
2: Yes. Yep. That's what I did.
1: <laughs> now that it- is one way of doing it. <laughs> but What was it? that was behind that, that was stopping you. I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, you tried to do it and then realized, okay, I've been now scrolling for half an hour because I was doing right. some research, <laughs> which then kind of drifted off. What was it that, you know, what, what okay, it's a blind spot, you can't see it, but are you right. aware of what what that could have been?
2: If I had to guess, I would say, I mean, imposter syndrome of like, like I can't do this. And it's just the, it, the lack of clarity of, is this the right thing? You know, it's mm. the second guessing and the questioning and the, the, like, really am I good enough? You know?
1: Well, you've already answered that. Cause you, you know, you are because of your history, because of your experience, what you've been able to build. So that clarity of where am I going? What is this for me? Mm-hmm. So let's dig into the imposter syndrome. Let's dig into that a okay. little bit further. what, when those feelings come up, what are you trying to walk away from?
2: Well, a lot of what I'm walking away from is the old business that I had. Someplace, I mean, it's, it was comfortable. It was easy. It was automated, but I also wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't happy and all of those things. So I walked away from something that everyone else, and this is another part of it too, I think everyone else is like, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. But it it wasn't fulfilling to me. So I'm like, I need to do something different.
1: Yeah, I mean, that can be, I, I guess it comes from a beautiful place, whether it's a partner, family members, friends, even clients, employees. Are, say, "Oh, But sure, we don't do that. I like to tap into even going down into that a step further i mean we're going to on tangents and rabbit holes right now but <laughs> that is all about where if you can pause and not feed into that
3: mm-hmm.
1: they're coming with the best of intentions
3: most oh, of the time, yeah,
1: most of sure. the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but who's driving now there's a statement there's a principle that we use an awful lot who's driving is it their? Is it their fears is it their doubts what? is it their experience is it the guilt that how dare you, Brooke, you can't change and do this. I can barely do this and you're going to do this. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. No, you, you better stay there. So there's all these things, whether it's conscious or subconscious that can come through. So being able to pause and analyze the, the audience around us is that is a superpower. And it's hard yeah. to do at times.
2: Yeah, it is, especially in the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the moment. Now there's a phrase as well. It's all good and well trying to do this. You know about impost syndrome. You've mentioned it many, many times. But digging through that impost syndrome, is it can be tough. It's sneaky. The mm-hmm. actual route is sneaky. So you know that you want to go towards this because it's more fulfilling. You made mm-hmm. this transition because this is what you want to be doing. With the, the baggage of, are you sure, but you're leaving this. That's, that's mm-hmm. good, right? People would kill for that. Right. So you're going towards something that you want and you're going towards something that's a bit uncomfortable. So
3: what scares you from, from this transition?
2: Well, it's scary because what if it doesn't work? What if, because I think, what if I'm making a mistake? What if all those people are right?
1: Oh, all these what ifs.
2: Yes, it's all the what ifs.
1: <laughs> so let's let's go through it. So what if it doesn't work? What happens?
2: Well, I'll just try something new. I've never let that stop me.
1: <laughs> oh, well, okay. That, that's easy.
2: Right.
3: <laughs>
1: well, I'll, I'll try. Oh, my gosh. So all these what ifs, all these, again, aha, there it is. Logically, you get the answer. Logically, I'm mm-hmm. all allowed to start something else. But emotionally. It's not that easy, right?
2: No, it's not. Because especially since like, I mean, I am the like breadwinner for my family, you know, I've retired my husband and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, and I didn't like, I didn't realize how much pressure are on like guys that are making money to provide for their family. Like there is a real pressure and I didn't realize it or understand it until our roles had switched and then it was all on me. And then the biggest fear is like, well, what if I let my family down?
1: Mm -hmm. That is the, I think the biggest root cause with everyone Mm
3: -hmm.
2: with,
1: with guys, it's about the family, the providing.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You wear all the hats, just like many women CEOs and, and entrepreneurs out there. There's the multiple, multiple hats that goes on. I see it firsthand with Katie
3: mm-hmm. juggling
1: the kids, the business, the family, herself. Um, you said you you homeschool mm-hmm. your kids. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about pressure? Now we're getting down to it. <laughs> You're the breadwinner. You have the pressure and you have a huge responsibility for the family.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That is a lot of pressure. That's a lot of weight. Yeah whether you saw it before you are, logically, you know, this Probably logically, you knew all of this stuff, but being able to put it all together and see it is crumbs. Mm-hmm. So how do you work through that? How do you continue to go despite juggling all of this?
2: That is a good question. So, I mean, the, what I have been doing is looking through of, of, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And then coming up with what are all the ways that this could not work and try to safeguard myself for all of those things.
3: Okay. So you're looking for safety. Yeah. But you made a transition for fulfillment. It's true. So
1: how can we help you align those two together? Because all you're doing is trying to get safety. You're lacking the fulfillment, which is the one thing that you've made us start with, because I want to be doing this.
2: Right. Because I left. And I think it's because of the thing that I left was safety. So because I left that behind and now I'm in a unsafe place,
3: mm. it's
2: it's craving. It's, it's the same thing of like going back to your comfort zone. You know, now I totally am seeing
1: it. <laughs> oh, so you had that. hmm And now you stepped away from it. It's like, oh, I forgot how good that was. That yeah. gave me all this armor, mm-hmm. superpowers, whatever it might be.
3: hmm mm-hmm.
2: Very fascinating. I love seeing how your brain works. And, and it is that, like, sneaky imposter syndrome, like, coming around the bend, like... Think and you think that you know it, and you're like, I've seen you before. I get you. I know what you're doing, but it's always at a different angle, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is, and it's understanding the the roots and what is actually causing it. Who's driving? Mm-hmm. I'll come back to that. Who's driving? If if fear is, fear shouldn't drive. Fear should be in the back seat with an iPad. It has to right. come with you. It has to come with you. It keeps you alive at times. However, when running a business, fear shouldn't be driving. But yeah. if you're looking at fear, and I'll, I'll I'll end with this, and you can tell me whether I'm I'm right or completely off. <laughs> if fear is driving, if safety is driving, then you're going to be pulling all the decisions to try and get that, to try and beef that up. And, of course, with the pressure that you need to bring in the money for your family, you need to provide. That's a one reason for being here. Yeah, we want to help other people, but step one, we help ourselves and our family. Leave right. a legacy. Provide. If you don't, you lose your businesses, you lose your houses, you lose your yachts, you can't feed, you die. It comes all the way back to that. That's (laughs) dramatic. But that's what the brain is thinking. Mm -hmm. So on a smaller level, I know we're joking about this. Do do you feel that at all? Is that kind of, yeah, kind of, I've got that sort of flavor. Yeah, I can feel that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So with the law of polarity if we can get that sliding scale find the right polarity for you whatever that is whether it's hustle and play moving it around for you it's safety Mm
3: -hmm.
1: how can you move away from that because if all you're focusing on is safety i wonder what your decisions and actual actions will be fueled by
3: right
2: right because if i i Really, the whole reason that I decided to make this change was fulfillment. And so, like you said, if I was making all of my decisions based on like, is this going to be fulfilling or not? And that's the thing I was focusing on. I would make much different decisions and choices.
3: Now that's something to ponder. Yeah. Just play with it.
1: Just see what what comes up. And it's tough and it's uncomfortable, but that's, that's the, the blessing and the curse of the entrepreneur, right?
2: Hmm. yes for sure i've learned to just embrace the uncomfortable because that's where magic happens so
1: uncomfort is the only place where growth truly exists
2: mm-hmm.
1: without a doubt hey brooke this has been fascinating thank you for for diving in and playing along um i hope you've had some 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 fun some insights oh. um some enjoyment as I, I sort of dig into yeah the mind of brooke
2: Yes, yeah, very fascinating. Thank you. I love it. It's been very eye-opening, so I appreciate that.
1: Oh, you're so so welcome. Um, if people want to find out more about you and your coaching and what you're able to offer, where can they find you?
2: The best place is just to go to my website which is socialtenacity.com.
1: Perfect. Well, everyone go check that out and Brooke, thank you so much for for joining us today.
2: Yeah, thank you.